Today, we explore the parent-child dynamic and how it impacts our relationship with attachment and authenticity. This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandy, a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new you. Episode 29. Hi and welcome to Mind Your Mornings. I'm Anna Chandy, your host for this podcast. Over the last 27 years, I've interacted with more than a thousand people, both individuals and families. And through this podcast, I want to bring to you what I have learned about life and its nuances through the experiences of people I have interacted with. Last fortnight, I spoke about attachment and authenticity, the two important psychological needs. The relationship between them has been deeply insightful for me. So today I will share some more learnings and relevant, especially in our times. But first, let's revisit the two. Attachment. It is the gravitational pull towards others to care, to help, and to protect, a need that is seen in all mammals and birds, not just human beings. This is the fundamental need that infants experience, the need to be nurtured, the need for the bond between parent and child. But did you know this need for attachment is not only in children, but also the parent, especially the mother, feels a strong pull towards her baby. This is mutual attachment. We think this is so obvious that we don't recognize its importance. It becomes apparent when it is missing. For example, autistic children. Their need for attachment is much lower and the mutual need is limited. The parents experience this anguish of their child not attaching to them as much as they wished. Because when we attach, we also release oxytocin in our bodies, commonly called the love hormone. Just like attachment, authenticity is also essential for our survival. Dr. Marte explains authenticity with this example. 12,000 years ago, before human beings started farming, our tribe of humans were hunters and gatherers. To save ourselves from predators, all we did was read our gut feeling. We had honed and developed this over years and our gut protected us from danger. But as we started settling with agriculture, our capacity to listen to our gut reduced. We didn't need to flee. We had fire and tools to fight back. And so the balance between the gut or authenticity and attachment or bonding started getting distorted. In fact, aboriginals are probably the only ones who are still very much in touch with their gut. So fast forward to today. How do we manage this dynamic today? An infant, right from day zero, 
is desperate for attachment. Despite great parenting, the little one would have experienced some small amounts of time of feeling parentless. The split second between the child feeling hungry and the mother preparing the bottle of milk or the few seconds it takes for the father to lift the baby from the crib. Those little moments leave the child with the feeling of being parentless. And the first feeling we know when we feel parentless is of rage. The crying, restless, tossings are all non-verbal signs we recognize. Now, rage becomes the first authentic expression of self. And the child learns to listen to the gut. I am hungry. I didn't get food. And so I'm angry and I will cry. But by age two, the child starts to learn that rage is not acceptable. As early as two years, the child starts disconnecting from their gut. They realize, okay, I need protection, love and attachment more. So I'm going to disconnect from my rage. This is evident even in adults. The moment we see a threat to the relationship, we start distancing from our authentic selves. To protect the relationship, to not lose the care, or to simply be part of a relationship, we start becoming inauthentic. So we have learned to prioritize that relationship is more important than being authentic to ourselves. How does this impact us? We slowly start building layers over our true self, our core self. Each year, we build more and more layers. These veneers and or layers become our defense mechanisms. Each defense mechanism builds upon the other. So we protect our inner self, which is now deep down. All these veneers are what make up our personality. But there's a little voice somewhere within, deep down, which is ours alone. That is our essence or our soul that we have suppressed. All this is because we have a need to be attached and we feel the threat of not belonging. So we give up our authenticity to survive. And that voice wanting to speak up is the trauma we experience. We have lost touch with ourselves. It shows up as physical pains, mental health issues, stress and addictions. As an infant, the choice between authenticity and attachment was obvious. We needed the attachment more. But if we don't find our balance as we grow older, between authenticity and attachment, it leads to a constant inner struggle. Why is this so relevant today? What has changed between mother and child over the years? Now, the mother, of course, is the world for our little child. The mother's health, physical and emotional, are essential for the child to grow and develop. Right from conception to after birth, all that a mother consumes, both physically and emotionally, has an impact on the child. But for a mother to be all this to a child, she needs support. In previous generations, this came from the family. 
and even before that, from the tribe. Right from the time of hunters, the entire tribe was involved in nurturing the young ones. Hence the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Which means, mothering is not an individual role. It is a collective effort to provide emotional and physical support for the child. This group dynamic is called alloparenting. Unlike today, where the responsibility of parenting lies solely with the mother, actually parenting is a collective effort. In fact, Dr. Mate goes on to say that postpartum depression is never about the mother alone. It is because of the lack of support from the environment that the mother suffers. How often have we seen men with children still acting like a child? The father still expects to be mothered by his wife. This is a cultural concern. Men still need to embrace the role of a parent. When the entire responsibility of parenting lies just on one individual, the child can get attachment only in bursts, which means they crave attachment even more and learn to suppress their true self for the attachment they get. But now we are adults. So how do we get over this trauma? How do we reconnect with our gut, our inner voice, our soul? The first and foremost important step is to learn to be alone. It will be difficult. It will require you to peel the layers and look within. At first, it might be frustrating. But if we can't be alone, we can never be in a healthy relationship. When we do develop the capacity to be alone, it means we are connected to our true self. Second, we need to learn to listen to our pain. Any discomfort we feel, physical or emotional, is our mind telling us that something is wrong. It is a step to stop, listen and address. But when we are authentic, we experience great health, our mind and body are in sync. And when this happens, we experience high self-worth. Many of my clients struggle with their own self-worth and our sessions together help us uncover the underlying trauma. Once we are confident of our worth, we develop the ability to say no because we don't feel the need to be liked or please others or pretend to be someone who we are not. We become more confident because we have accepted who we are. All of us know someone who's a compulsive helper. Some of us are those compulsive helpers. Those people help to be liked. They constantly need to prove that they mean something because they don't feel it from within. So they're looking all the time for external validation. All of us have experienced the feeling of parentless. Even when our mother was lying next to us, there were moments of feeling parentless. But some of us have carried this fear into our adulthood. And this is what we need to work through. The strength is within us. It's okay to find our messy, imperfect selves and then find our vulnerable self. This is where true empowerment and happiness comes from. That's all from me today. 
I hope this leaves you with something to think about. Next fortnight, I will be continuing to talk on this series about trauma. Write in to us at Anna at AnnaChandy.com if you have any themes that you'd like me to speak about, and I will in the forthcoming weeks. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Mornings with me, Anna Chandy. I will see you in a fortnight with yet another discovery into our minds and the meanings we make. You can subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify, and the title is Mind Your Mornings. This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandy, a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new you.